Hi, welcome to this Property Live podcast. My name is Mark Winship. I'm a property investor, coach and mentor. As you will know by now, we like to talk to inspirational people on the podcast about their adventures in property. And this week is certainly no different. I'm delighted to be joined by the crazy talented Rob Revilius today. I've been dying to hear about some of the super exciting projects that he's been working on over the past year or so. But I'm also really keen to find out where it all started for Rob and what first attracted him to a life in property investment. I know that you're going to love this episode. So without further ado, let's hear now from Rob Revillius. Hi, Rob. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Very good, thanks. How are you, Mark? Yes, I'm very good, thank you. It's been uh, a long time in the offing, this for me. I've been dying to catch up with you. I know we've uh, we, we've sort of missed each other, haven't we? We've tried to schedule in an opportunity for you to jump onto the podcast, but uh, but uh, calendars just haven't aligned quite right. But um, I've been looking forward to catching up with you. I know you've got some really exciting stuff on the go, but um, you're, you're you're a busy man. It's been already uh, quite a busy 2022 for you, hasn't it so far? Yeah, no, it certainly has. Uh, it's it's hard to believe it's halfway through the year <laughs> and the dates and going, I should be doing more of that. <laughs> it's yeah. just, I got around to it with yeah. all the distractions it's that go on. how quickly it's going. But yeah, tell us a bit about uh, about some of the, the, the projects that you've got going on at the moment, because it would be great to, I know you've got such exciting development stuff on, and then maybe we can sort of take it back to the beginning and find out where it all started. But tell us what you've got going on at the moment. Yeah, so we've come, we've just come to a close. We're in a kind of a transition period, I guess, uh, for want of a better word. Um, to, to we, I formed a JV, or uh, long story short, really. Um, I moved up to North Norfolk in, uh, um, in October, September, October 2019. I then created a, well, I met another dad at the school uh, who was developing in the area already. And yeah. he was very much doing a project at a time, um, you know, finishing that project, getting on, getting on to something else. And um, and I was doing a bit more scale. So we just kind of we, we had some collaboration there and we kind of got together. So in by March 2020, we brought two projects and he already had legacy projects with him yeah. at the moment. So we've gone from nothing to um, kind of having three projects on at the go and also creating a brand under Ilex Homes is, is yeah. how we evolved the brand and uh, over time we've been kind of growing that and getting a bit more presence and, and slightly starting to feel the benefits of that as well yeah but, uh, the uh, the two projects that we brought in that march period one was from another developer who already put a scheme on it which we didn't yeah. like so we kind of readdressed that scheme but that was an old care home about 6,500 square feet which we then put into four freehold semi-detached houses it was an old Victorian buildings. We we we've got a bit of an eye for Victorian conversions yeah. um, and how to really bring in the flow. Um, certainly, Will has got a very good eye on that as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so we converted in four four houses. That so we bought that in the March. We we applied for planning and um, bearing in mind we're kind of forming new teams all, all the way through this. And you know, I, I'd say certainly as a kind of mentor in a masterclass that the stronger your team the more you can do you know the more you can rely on them and that's certainly the case that we you know we've kissed a few frog, frogs along the way and that's part of the fun <laughs> and that's part of the frustration so um so yeah so we 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 applied for a conversion of the scheme and, and improved it and that took like five months or so yeah in fact on that project particularly 
the 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 developer was a bit rough and ready and the scheme that he had put on basically was based the measured survey you know the footprint of and yeah. how well the walls are was based off um the old fire escape plans from like the 80s oh, wow they <laughs> It wasn't that necessarily that accurate, which uh, proved a back few. Of a, back of a fag packet exercise. Yeah, uh, sketch, yeah. sketch scheme, it'll be fine. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, anyway, so we we kind of changed around that and and kind of and took on a builder who was fantastic, who was willing to work with us. Um, and we really, um, we started there in about the September, finished in the summer of uh, 21. You know, obviously in October 20 is when the, when COVID pandemic hit. So that was a, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What impact did did that have on on progress, and what challenges did that throw up for you? Well, when purchasing, obviously everyone thought we were mad, and and we were we weren't actually concerned. Going back to memory, like the scheme, the heritage scheme that Will came with him, we were a little bit concerned because it was higher value, and we thought yeah. that might be affected. But our model is middle of the bell curve, you know, go for the average of the area. So we, we, we knew there would still be a market. So we weren't overly concerned, but everyone else would thought you were mental, of course. So um, we kind of cracked on. As far as problems with building, of course, a few long lead items became longer, um, but it didn't prove a mess, massive headache. Our builder was very much on top of it. Our builder had a great relationship. It was a main contractor and they had very good relationships with the suppliers. So they knew what was coming down the way so they would stock yeah. and then also they're in a cash position that they can yeah. stock up um and obviously we're good with payments so that that whole mechanism worked very well um so we sold it in the uh, in the august um and it obviously all depends on where you are as far as what your your sales prices are or you know what your 20 percent uplift is but um yeah. effectively out of that um conversion we made five hundred thousand pound profit amazing which was healthy. Um, uh, at the same time, uh, we ha had this other pro project, which is an old cottage hospital. We're doing a lot of stuff on social media with that one. Yeah. You know, beautiful, beautiful detail to the whole building. Great history. 1866, it was born. There was, uh, it was built and there were subsequent extensions. We went to yeah. the archives and got the history behind it and got wow. saw the floor plans from 1903, you know, and really understood the layout, you know, managed... There was rumours of um, ghosts and various other bits and pieces and where the mortuary was, but we, we managed to put that to bed, so to speak. Um, <laughs> so we managed to find it was actually off-site. So I was thinking about developing in that area, but <laughs> lost that opportunity. But, um, but you, know, that, you know, that's it was a far more complex scheme than a straightforward freehold because we're talking yeah. flats, we're multi-levels, we're talking about big walls coming out. So, again... We kissed a few frogs with architects and whatnot and uh, and designs, but um, but the scheme, the, the first scheme the architect came out with was good enough. Uh, and then yeah. we improved it um, along the way. And, and some of the flats are really bring out the features, the historical features like the old lift wheel um, is still in existence. It's backlit lit with some glass glazing, double, um, double glazing in front of it. But essentially, you know, we've, we've really put our heart and soul into it. And as far as yeah. we, you know, ultimately we visited that project maybe once or twice a week. You know, it wasn't overbearing. Okay. But we had yeah. good impact. We've got a good relationship with the builder. Um, slightly different to the previous builder. Um, a bit more uh, variation orders, if that makes any sense to anyone, as, as far as 
um, they're a little bit um, more, they needed a bit more reining in with the contract and, and a bit more detailing with the contract. So that's certainly a lesson we've learned along that process. Um, but that project, we're, we're still in the sales phase of that at the moment, um, but uh, we, we've completed and handed the keys over for three. There's another three remaining, some sale agreed, but uh, that should that should deliver about a million pound profit between the, the two of our two of our companies. Um, and then similarly, this uh, old restaurant in the local area, um, the Will legacy project that Will had, um, that's, uh, that was a conversion of a big building thatched, um, which cost quite a lot to replace that thatch, like 60,000 pounds or so. Um, and that went into two kind of luxury uh, apartments of about 1.6 million GDB. Um, but that was about three hundred thousand pound profit. Um, so that all in a year without being too stressed um, is it, certainly, you know. And all, feel free to obviously look at the photos around the projects. But it's about understanding yeah. the detail and having the right people in 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 place. Yeah, fabulous. And it's um, I've I've seen some of the stuff that you've been putting on social media and some of the video tours. They look absolutely amazing. It's um, really inspiring stuff. And I th I think so. That was a was that a chance conversation in in the school playground was it that's essentially led to all of that it's, uh... yeah yeah I, I, i'm sure rick says it quite a bit yeah. TTP, isn't it and so, so yeah no really is you know I, I i think i very much believe in goal setting and knowing where you're going to end up and stuff and certainly when i first came up to norfolk north norfolk i wouldn't have imagined where i was now yeah. you know yeah. certainly through the education um, you know, and the network, you can embrace, you can undertake anything because you understand the fundamentals and you just yeah. progress it and you do it organically. And that's yeah. certainly been my journey. I always used, I probably overused the, the phrase organic because yeah. it's been a solid foundation. You build onto the next stage, the next stage. Oh, can I undertake that? Okay, it's a little bit of a stretch, but okay, I, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable, I'm sure. Some yeah, point. and it's about your team then, isn't it? And and I've written that down while you were talking there and underlined it because what seems to be coming out loud and clear is the importance of your power team, the importance of having the right power team around you um, that, that, you know, ultimately we can't know it all as investors. That's not our job to know it all. It's about surrounding yourself with the right people so that as and when you're looking to take things to the next level and scale, you can do that with the confidence that, you, you know, you've got the right people around you. That seems to be coming loud and clear from what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I probably pride myself um, to be quite a relaxed individual, I think. Yeah um as in you know have a good life balance as well being able to spend time with family and go and do fitness and all that stuff and and you're not going to achieve that if you're a control freak and you know you you're not reliant on people you absolutely you'll be stressed out and you'll be worrying about materials you'll be worrying about you know um people turning up on site being let down left right and center whereas we're, we're very much um and it, you know, it's a bit of a silly term, but it gets the point. The high value tasks element, you know, going actually, let's think on a different plane. Okay, absolutely, you under, under, need to understand the fundamentals of each role, you know, you know, the general building terms or whatever it may be. But once you've understood that, once you've cut your teeth on that, progress very quickly to that. Well, can I get someone? You know, I understand the fundamentals of it. Can I get someone to fill that role? That will allow me to go and you know find the deals and find the money is essentially you know, the crux of it. But obviously, make sure that the the project's running smoothly and have some kind of accountability yeah. through that. But um, but no, you know we 
for the, the size of the projects that we're doing, you know, roughly speaking, 10 units and below, we we feel we could comfortably, you know, not being stressed and still having a life balance, run four to six of those projects yeah. a year, yeah. you know, um, at the same time. And and that's all through having the right team and just having workflow. And, and you know, neither one of us are, you know, we're not stressed, but we, we do face issues. You know, there, there's a thing called nutrient neutrality that's happening in our area at the moment. The restriction on planning and can delay things about 18 months. It certainly was down in Southampton and Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah. Where you, you, you invest in, and it's all to do with overnight stays. That's just been introduced. Yeah. When that came out, it was a blanket, you know, ban on planning, and you just go, oh, it's fine. Let, let's find out the details. Let's not overreact to it yet. And then, what does that actually mean? And then you look at the op- look. I guess it's you look for the opportunities and everything, rather than as a, you know, Mark. You you would be more than aware when uh, teaching some people. Some people just negatively focused. Yeah, you're like, well, actually, there's opportunities in recession. There's opportunities, you know, all of it. Yeah, it was interesting because I was going to ask you about your take on the current market and the you know there's lots of talk in the mainstream media and it's a, it's a noisy place at the moment around. Um, you know, the potential market crash and, you know, all these kind of emotive terms. I, I was actually talking to uh, to Caroline Clayden on a, on a, on a podcast uh, session this morning and we were talking about exactly that, you know, what is the right time to actually invest? And I think if you are solution focused and if you're someone who is wired to see the opportunities, then the right time is always now because there, there will be a strategy, there will be a way to pivot and be successful within whatever the market cycle is at that time isn't it definitely you know and our, my, my view on this is obviously we've had the last three years of boom you know unexpectedly you know <laughs> when things slow down the like for like comparison against those three years is going to be yeah. negative in some people's eyes you know and then obviously the press press have a heyday but yeah. but you know um uh Say we've got these three units and and they're they're premium products for the area, as in, you know, there's four hundred thousand pounds for a two bed flat, yeah, um, for a holiday let or Airbnb. Um, you know, our plan B, we we've always and as we teach our students, always work with a plan B. So yeah. in the plan B, if they don't sell, we know they sell for the right price in a given time. If we have to. Do interim in plan B, which would be service accommodation. We could yeah. uh, we could mortgage those, so we're then still taking out profits at seventy five percent. So on that project particularly as well, after the sale of the third unit, it paid all its way. So we still got three units of profit, so we can extract our profit through a mortgage on that. Yeah. Still earn an income through Airbnb and wait three years until the market comes back. Great. In the main meantime, it's very exciting because there's going to be, you know, now's the point to negotiate with vendors because everyone else is, exactly. so the viewings are dropping off, people are worried, they think there's a massive crash because they're, they're reading the press as well and they're yeah. not getting the feedback. Brilliant. You know, the, you know there's opportunities. Um, there's hesitancy in the market, properties sitting on the market for a little bit longer rather than what we faced over the last couple of years of, you know, 20 people turning up to every viewing and it's sold before you can even get there. So that's all going to shift, isn't it? And and there, there's opportunities there for us as investors. So it's, yeah. it's being no, able to that. And I think um, the key thing for us as investors now, you know, 
there's the two paradoxes, isn't there? Either lots of time and uh, lots of uh, lots of deals and no money, or no deals and lots of money. Yeah. And we're we're just transitioning from there. So all the work that you know property investors do now to build credibility with lenders and have a you know whether that's SaaS, whether that's private investors, you know these different sources, or even institutional lenders. Yeah. That when we go into lots of deals. You know, more, more, you know, as Warren Buffett says, there's more millionaires made in a recession than any other time. So, yeah, yeah. you know, all, all the work that we put into now, um, building relationships with lenders, um, potential private investors or whatever, mm. it's all, yeah, all absolutely. So take us back then. So you mentioned a couple of times about things growing organically. So um, I'm sure these big, sexy developments weren't where you started in the investment world. So you know what was what was life before property how and why did you get into property in the first place and kind of how did things start for you yeah kind of positive history history so <clears throat> i guess so i've been at it i guess properly for five years but i've been doing it 15 years you know same the case as most people as in you know as far as your uh, amateur um buy to let investor amateur landlord so um, we were living down in Surrey, uh, not north, 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 not where we are at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I was, um, I kind of progressed and moved through my career. It's typically been business development stroke sales, yeah. um, ended up in oil and gas, uh, you know, kind of did an engineering degree as a mature student, really kind of worked hard. Yeah. Uh, all of that um, faced a bit of stress through that, actually, because I overloaded myself with doing so many courses plus working full time. Yeah. Um, and there was a time, um, and but with my oil and gas job, I was tied to airports because I was in and out of the country about a couple of weeks in in a month. We also, um, at the, around the same time, sold a buy to let that we had. You know, we bought it for us effectively, as in, you know, we bought it not with an investor's head in head on mind. Yeah. Uh, um, and then it just it was like a glorified bank account, really, at the end of the day, but with loads of admin issues. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, uh, so at, at that point, I was like, "Well, there must be a secret source to this whole thing." And yeah. much like everyone who's listening to this, probably went on that quest and went, "Well, is there? Where? You know, what is that secret source?" So I know there's there's an answer to this. Mm. So, and then kind of embraced in education um, and started really kind of absorbing it, and then really taking the networking part. You know, just kind of growing those relationships organically. Um, but yes, uh, I I wanted to move straight into HMOs from that point. Yeah. We, we had a pot of money around 100, just over 100K. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to move into HMOs or just have one or two. Or typically, you go have one or two buy selects and that would look, at, look, yeah. look after the pension. And that, you know, we all know yeah. <laughs> a £3 per month. That's not really going to you know, do much for you. If you, even if you invest in the right area, but um, so uh, but the my kind of mentors went, no, 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 you need to go and buy to let. So I was like, no, HMOs are buy to let, HMOs, you know, and they're okay, I'll go. So I, I went from Surrey to uh, up to you know, traveling up to um, Merthyr Tibville. okay, yeah, love, love the place up there, you know, you do fall in in love with your investment areas, um, you know, because you get under the skin and they they kind of will work for you. And that that time I was, you know, on the time that I was back in the UK and I had a young family, I'll be, uh, we bought a camper van, I'll drive up in a camper van and then on the night off go and, uh, you know, go and park on a beach and then go and paddleboard and wake up in the morning, paddleboard and then go and view some dirty rotten properties. Um, <laughs> it was, you know, you know, trying to make the most of, 
yeah. the situation and try and embrace it. So, um, so yeah, kind of cracked on with that and started having some success through that as well and started great growing my portfolio. Then I was like, right, I've got enough to really focus on HMOs. That's when I had a kind of infield mentoring bit on HMOs um, and started investing in Macclesfield as far as HMOs. Yeah. Um, so uh, and then kind of continued on that. Um, and then that made me financially free. That was within about 18 months. I was able to leave the job, obviously not on the same salary that I was getting paid, but gave us flexibility. That also gave us flexibility for my wife to pursue the career that she wanted to look after 72 teenage girls and their parents, as in a, a girls' boarding house. I'm not, not the well. dream. Like, <laughs> For sure. Um, but anyway, so uh, uh, and then she came up to North Norfolk um, and I said uh, I was quite good at interviews at that point. Um, and then I said, well, you, but, you know, you put your best foot forward and go and get offered the job and then come away and say no. But then go and choose the job you want. She fell in love with the place, of course. I was like, that doesn't make my life any easier. <laughs> offered the job and we ended up in here. So then, you know, kind of feed on. We, we, we now got our, we're in North Norfolk in a place called Holt. Uh, and we were a good four or five hour drive to my investment area. Um, and I kind of looked around here as far as what would work, um, you know, and I looked at kind of uh, Kings Lynn and Great Yarmouth and Lowestoft and Norwich, HMOs, service accommodation, and just trying to settle on, you know, and all the basic training, everything we, I teach, we teach. Yeah. We do as well, you know, it's the grossy, you know, it's the, the low end, it's the basics that, that, that will allow you to be um, successful. So, uh, so did that anyways, the bumped into this other dad, we, we both seen this project started talking one of the projects um, and went right, it was an auction and some of my auction skills came into to play there. Um, and also negotiation, we kind of had discussions with the vendor. Um, and that was the cottage. So, yeah, so we kind of just, as I say, kind of rolled with it, you know, going, well, now actually, you know, uh, the sum is greater than its parts. Certainly he and I, of course, we're going into a new JV and there's that whole, you know, working with someone uh, approach. But that's that's gone very well. Um, you know, there's been very little tension, but there has been tension, you know, but that's all part of, well, where's our goal? We, we both are aligned with where we want to be. Um, so work well and we definitely have our own areas of responsibility yeah. um, and also you know sign off so right you have ultimate responsibility there and I have ultimate responsibility here um, but we, we take opinions yeah. on both because we both benefit from that so um, would you say that's key to a successful JV is having that understanding of who brings what to the table and who's going to be responsible for which parts of the process yeah, definitely. You know, and there, there will be gaps, I'm sure, where but you, you kind of fill in and, and also trying to, you know, if if you feel the other person's in pain, mm -hmm. where you go for the high value tasks, you know, you don't want to be ultimately find money, find deals is the crux of it. But in order to allow you, you don't want someone who feels that they're working harder to, you know, and it becomes a bit of a dysfunctional relationship. So certainly when, you know, utility providers and yeah. And that kind of stuff, um, the or social media, just try and get people to do that, and that's where you kind of progress. So you're just making top top level decisions. And um, you know, we're certainly we're clear, you know. And I, I think take the ego out of it as well. You yeah. know, um, yeah. I, I've seen some very successful relationships where, you know, the ego is out there, and they, you can just have a, a rational discussion. Oh, this is my opinion. This is my opinion. Okay, and ultimately, you have a decision. Fine, that's fine. You, you yeah. can. I support you with that.
and we'll see how it plays out and we maybe learn from it. Yeah, because it's about relationships, isn't it? At the end of the day, that's what's going to that's what's going to sustain all of this. Uh, that's the bedrock that you're building it on, isn't it? So you're actually proactively managing those relationships, whether it's with a JV partner, whether it's with your your your, your power team is, is going to be crucial. But it's really interesting listening to you talk. And I do find this actually from I'm lucky enough, obviously, to speak to, to quite a lot of investors as part of the podcast and the people that I see that are really doing the big stuff and really scaling and going on to some exciting things are the ones that have been able that, you know, you, you've, you've followed the same path, the same process that we, we teach other students to follow. And just just maybe the slight difference is the way that you see opportunities where other people might see hurdles, if that makes sense. So, yeah. you know, being in Surrey and investing in Merthyr Tidville, I mean, you know, how many times are we met with the, you know, the resistance that, oh, it's, you know, it's too, it's too far to travel. I don't have the time or there's no deals in that area. It's too competitive. And, you know, whereas, you know, you've looked at exactly those same challenges and just sort of reframed it, flipped it and thought, well, actually, I can combine that with a bit of family time. You know, I'm going to I'm going to sort of combine. I'm going to get my my lifestyle goals to knit into nicely with my investment goals um, and suddenly those things that were, were barriers actually just become part of the life as it were but when yeah. you see those opportunities when you when you train yourself to see opportunities where other people see roadblocks that's where the magic happens isn't it really that's where you yeah. start to see those opportunities so many levels as well you know as far as not being stressed, uh, you know, ha turning up in the with the right attitude, attracting other people to you that you know are similar, similar minded. Um, yeah. Also, you know, you, you've been observer to other people and the negative, and just going right, steer <laughs> clear of them because they're just going to suck the life out of me. But um, no, you know, just uh, you know, it, I, I just think you see so many more positives that way, and I, I think that's more not it's not maybe a natural trait um uh, but it's certainly brought out by the the people you're around yeah but also the books that you read you know yeah. and i'm a massive advocate you know all, all that constant stuff of retraining your brain through reading every yeah. night positive yeah. you know the um, uh, development books then you're surrounding yourself with the right right at the right people you know arnie schwarzenegger you know slice alone those kind of people that have really done fantastic things and really broken the mold you know it's, it's all in our head of oh you know you yeah. should that. We, we all have lack of belief or imposter syndrome uh, about every stage we do but so is everyone else so why not why not you kind of yeah and i think i think people will find that really uh, empowering to hear that you know looking at some of the deals you're doing and uh, and stuff that the fact that you know you get you get those same feelings I know I certainly do and I think that's the beauty of well that's certainly what we're trying to achieve with the podcast but I think the whole community really is around you know warts and all you know let, let, let's just be you know have some integrity around this and be honest about you know uh, what it, what it's like to invest in property and it's not all um you know roses and just a clear highway to the top it's you know we all face the same challenges as we go through isn't it yeah yeah no definitely i think um you know every, everyone has you know they're oh we're, we're all doing something new aren't we essentially so you're all, always going to believe well it's not for me and you always have a self-image or self-impression or an impression of those people who are in it already doing it but it's yeah. largely wrong you know <laughs> it's all guff um because we're all you know 
it's just a mindset thing you know yeah. you'll be allowed to undertake certain projects it's just going well you're allowing yourself to do that rather than listening to other people because I, I certainly i relay this with my students you know largely most of society won't believe anything until they see it yeah. where the key thing for me and you know every people's success i think is you've got to believe it before you see it you know it's creator yeah. so um yeah but yeah don't expect the support of those around you just yeah. you know just seek out those as we talk about those who are doing it already those who have been through it everyone's yeah. you know, no one's born into this i don't think that's well maybe the odd few but so knowing what you know now rewinding the clock five years would you do anything different I, I don't have any, you know, being positive, I don't have any regret as far as, you know, it, you know all, all my life is a rich history of uh, mess-ups or learnings. Yeah. That <laughs> uh, led, you, led you to this point, though, right? Yeah, no, then I'll probably, you know, coming back to that earlier point, I'll probably get do that self-development. Try to uh, Way back when, I always thought I want to find a mentor and I always felt that I lacked a mentor. Okay. Yeah. early on but i was searching for that rather than undertaking it you know and i was always under uh, taking courses but had i got into property development earlier would i have been ready maybe but i think certainly in order to be ready for that to do the re reading you know all that personal development surround yourself with the right voices yeah books, whatever that that you know and who knows where my path is going to be whether it's going to be bigger smaller whatever it may be you know I reach a level but um but I think having that opportunity mindset and that that goes for the whole of life not just you know earning a bit of money through property yeah. development you know that's just a it's a very fortunate gift I think you know the money uh, the the profits that we earn now are um you know aren't relative to someone who's working in a day-to-day -day career yeah. you know um yeah but, uh, but i you know you so, so it's all kind of i'm relative there but certainly with um uh with the reading and personal development stuff and you know, being surrounded by the right people i think that's yeah. really yeah, that's great advice particularly for anyone just starting out i think um so what's next for you what have you got and i'm sure you've got stuff in the pipeline what have you got coming up yeah, so we've got a lighter shift, of course. So based, bearing in mind that we entered into a relationship and we had three projects yeah. and we managed those uh, successfully. Will was pretty much hands-on on the legacy pro project. So we know we've got a bit of spare capacity there as well. Um, so we've got three similar size projects. So we've got one care home, uh, eight 8,500 square feet. So basically that translates into a two five-bed townhouses, Victorian townhouses three flats and a quirky thing out the back uh two beds quirky thing out the back so we're just out tendering for that at the moment um and we should have start on site in the next five weeks yeah uh, gdv wise should be between 2.85 gdv being gross development value the total sales value depending what the market does who knows you know what um but uh that should be 2.85 to about 3.2 who knows yeah. um and then we have a plot of land uh, very close to us um, for four Shelley bungalows. Um, we bought that very well. We've yet, it hasn't got planning on, so we're applying for planning okay. on that. But that, again, that would be around the 2.8 million GDV mark. Um, and that, that would be our first proper experience on new build, which okay. is completely different from conversions because it's a clean site. You know, you know what, apart yeah. from 
out the ground you know what you know you know what you're working with so it's um that that should be a very interesting project and we're we're really designing the scheme to be quite unique it's not a high it's not a high density scheme so it's you know spacious each one is on, on quarter of an acre plot of land yeah um uh, and we know for that one the sales are so strong we know that that product particularly is in massive demand the estate agents who we work very closely with uh, 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 an estate agent who do a lot lot, lot of social media but they uh, they know if they get that on their books people on their books will sell their place in order to get into these ones so, so that's a really uh, strong proposition um, and then uh, we've got this grade two listed um, uh, property in Norwich uh, again uh, 8,000 square feet it's got a new build opportunity in the in the in the grounds but that's um so grade two listed is a bit trickier this one that we thought might be affected by nutrient neutrality but in fact we've just got an extension of planning and we're not going to create any more overnight stays so that's a really exciting project and that thing is around the 2.8 million uh, gdv so effectively we we aren't working that hard this year so we, we need we need uh we're on the quest to get another uh one stroke three more active yeah. projects this year um, we do feel that with this nutrient neutrality you know when we're talking about problems this ban on planning for any more overnight stays that also lends it the opportunity not only have we got the project now yeah but now there's a massive lack of supply for builders for yeah. architects for everything so we, we could easily sell that on with planning gains or we could build it out and realize that but also buying opportunities you know there's a lot of options that we can create it because there's going to be a lot of frustrated landlords um so yeah so uh yeah no we're we're, we're just starting to become active to get these other projects and then we hopefully the what we're looking at 50 percent growth year on year on profits um yeah. uh so okay. yeah so yeah and, and how to achieve that you know um it, it's just it all comes down to all comes down to the fundamentals now something that always perplexed me is where you hear developers go bankrupt now that shouldn't be possible in as far as if you're buying right yeah. you've got 20 percent margin the market's never corrected more than 19 percent in any yeah. given period and that's only over a short term the why you know it's a cash flow thing or you know or they bought the wrong project or they're taking finance on when they don't need it yeah uh, but yeah if you if you're always buying right um then you yeah. know and that is going out and not just relying on the agents is doing the direct vendor stuff it's creating yeah. relationships it's creating op uh, options it's de-risking projects then th th there shouldn't be an yeah. issue yeah it's really interesting to hear you say that because when we're working with students who are maybe just starting out and we're talking to them about cutting their teeth on some smaller projects some buy to let stuff whatever it might be um you know inevitably you, you and you started with hmos we started with hmos um you know inevitably you'll get some investors who are itching to, to move things quickly to the next level but the principles are the same what what you learn about how to structure a deal and how the buy refurbish refinance process principle works for something like a buy to let it's amazing how that same process i'm doing my numbers there's more numbers but i'm doing the numbers in the same way for hotel developments as i was doing little multi-lets so like you say you're just following a, a, a sensible 
principle, a sensible process for investing, which, you know, kind of safeguards you against a lot of these kind of market uncertainties and the stuff that we hear uh, inflicting other people? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I, it's, it's, I recently got, got called very simple. <laughs> it's the, the way I approach things, you know, it's just like, well, it's, it's, you know, it's this, that and the other. And that's, that's, that's it. And it essentially, as in my world, it is, it's like, okay, you go and find a deal and you, you know, you only buy it when you know, you make your 20 so for developments, you make 20% margin, but that, that's yeah. obviously different if you're yeah. looking to buy to lets. Yeah, yeah. You know, factoring the build costs and factoring the contingencies, it's all very top yeah. level. And then you can get involved in the detail during the due diligence type phase, yeah. stage, surveys, subject to builders inspection. And then negotiation comes into it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so um, no, abs absolutely. It's, it's all fundamentals, no matter what, what stage, you know, and, and people who try to build it up to something it isn't. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well, it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. I knew it, I knew it would be. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while. It's great to hear about some of the uh, the projects that you've got going on and how they came about, but also how you sort of uh, you, you grew to that point. And I think it's going to be inspirational for a lot of people to hear. Not only, I think, you know, it's 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 nice to hear that there are opportunities if you follow a process and you, you do build things organically that there's an opportunity to maybe explore your or stretch your creative legs a little bit more with some projects and the fact that you're you come across as so passionate about some of the developments you're doing and the the beautiful buildings that you've got the opportunity to convert and, and i think a lot of people get into property envisaging themselves doing something like that further down the line so it's kind of been really useful to hear how you've you, you've got to that point and how you've scaled up to there so if people do want to sort of follow what you're up to and and uh, keep in touch with you and, and see how you're getting on with these latest projects what's the best way for them to do that yeah so normally we go under the tag of ilex homes ilex homes um so yes yeah, so, you know that that's that's more of a it's not a money raising thing it's more of a brand building thing but yeah follow, follow that definitely you know you'll get an idea of what we're up to and what's what what's coming um uh, yeah no 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 we love it you know and we're you know um any engagement if people are around and they want to visit sites just reach out um awesome. and we can possibly make that work so uh, yeah. but no mark always a pleasure spending virtual time with you drink at some point yeah absolutely no that would be really good yeah definitely we'll get that in the diary but thank you so much for your time and um i will speak to you again soon top man thanks mark take care of cheers you can't help but be inspired by some of the big sexy deals that rob is currently doing but do you know what i'm personally just as inspired by his pragmatic approach his commitment to keeping it simple. And isn't it exciting to think that you too could be doing deals like that if you follow the system and follow the same well-trodden path. To find out more and to connect with the likes of myself and Rob and hundreds of other property investors from newbies through to experienced veterans, why not head on over to the Property Wealth System community page on Facebook. And if you've ever found yourself curious about what some of us actually look like, then go and check out the Property Wealth System channel on YouTube. You are in for a treat, I can assure you, with the content that is. Please give the podcast a follow or a subscribe on your platform of choice. And if you get a few minutes to leave us a quick review, that will make it even easier for others to discover the podcast too. Thanks again for listening, and I will catch you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.